0: Hi, and welcome to Mokda Talk Series. We're in conversation with Jess Conantzer, founder and curator of Studio As We Are, a concept studio focused on human interaction and new media art initiatives. Listen to how Jess has curated and developed projects alongside artists, brands, and agencies. Enjoy the talk. With Jess. Hey! hey hello. How are you? How are you? I'm all right. Nice to meet you (laughs) online. Yeah,
1: finally in person. Well, you know, online in person. Um, I think we're matching. Got the turtleneck, black turtleneck memo. (laughs) Great. Easy, safe.
0: Good, good. How are you? you? So you're you're now in London? Yes,
1: uh, for a while, for a little bit. I'm here, usually in New York City, but in London at the moment. So it's a little (laughs) bit darker than... The new york people but <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure today <laughs> to um uh prevent any confusion um uh, so how are you how's it going
0: yeah it's going okay today's been quite slow um but um you know it's nice to talk to you and these talks are a good way of having something to look forward to and to share with people that are joining us live and watching so just giving a wave to, to the people that are here with us.
1: And, yeah, so
0: I was um, very fascinated about your project. I came to know it when I was in Miami during Kadaf, um, and I've also followed it through social media, and I was really happy, you know, to have a chat with you. Um, so, yeah, I think if we, we can start maybe by you know, giving a later introduction about yourself, your background, and how you go started with the uh, studio as we are? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so I've spent the, the last, like, 10, 11 years working um, in art and culture. Um, I studied advertising and marketing and art history, so kind of like a unique mixture, but I um, always knew that art and culture was the direction, and, you know, the first... I guess, big, like, adult job I had was um, uh, with Milk Studios in in New York. And I found myself uh, taking over all of their digital platforms and channels, um, working with a lot of, like, uh, social partners like Tumblr at the time and, uh, you know, Twitter and then Instagram eventually, you know, it kind of, like, became a thing. Uh, And it really became – initially, it was just about – um, uh, engaging people further than just static imagery and, uh, uh, you know, working with Tumblr really opened my eyes uh, to that, mm-hmm. uh, different collaborations. We worked, you know, on a project together called um, Moving the Still, I think it was like 2013. And it was uh first ever gift exam um, in Miami at like Wynwood, uh, in Wynwood district. And, uh, you know, uh, working with a lot of those artists, uh kind of like even though my my time was small and just hosting kind of like meetups in the space and whatnot to get you know different types of like people in to view the space uh uh was just kind of like opened my eyes and got me super curious and like how we can um more so communicate and like work with types of you know new media artists to create like impactful content at the time online uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to build community so that's kind of, like, how I found myself um, in this current space. Uh, of course, like, you know, really I've worked with tons of uh, different spaces. Like, after that, I was and doing, like, digital content um, and uh, working on an online magazine and uh, creating a lot of, like, commissions for different, um, like, gift artists and things like that uh, to develop uh, content around their cultural programming initiatives uh, that kind mm-hmm. of... Uh, would house, like, all these really amazing, uh, you know, anyone from, like, pretty established to, like, even, you know, uh, iconic um, uh, talents through, you know, film, art, uh, music, um, uh, you know, literature that would come and and, and speak to the members there. So it was just kind of... uh, a little bit of a roundabout way, but uh, not, mm-hmm. not necessarily so, because, it, again, it was always about how can we visually communicate, how can we create a message that's unique, but I always found myself going back to wanting to work with these, um, uh, you know, different artists who are making, you know, video content, um, digital paintings, things like that, to, to really kind of push these um, different messages forward for the, the place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that that's kind of tried to so I'd answer that question. Um. And uh, I,
0: I see that you mentioned on your platform the human interaction um, and the uh, new media art, you know, time-based art. How yep. do you see that going, you know, in terms of um, merging the human interaction um, and the art? In so, the projects that you've been doing, right. how have been uh, looking at the... Um, merging of these two elements together so I
1: will answer that in two parts the first part is I'll explain a little bit more about studio as we are Um, so basically because of the background that I had I decided that it was time to kind of like take the skill set that I had like created over the you know the you know eight nine ten years of of my career with these companies um, and put it into something that could um, be a little bit more niche and specific. So, Studio As We Are was created um, to really develop community building activities um, mm-hmm. in collaboration with different new media artists and cultural partners. Because at the end of the day, uh, brands and spaces are constantly tapping me to be like, hey, what can we do to mm-hmm. build community? What can we do to activate these spaces that we have? Um, and so it kind of became more and more evident, you know, like I think this kind of found me as much as I found it. That you know, this type of work could be the most unique type of work that I could play with and discover through like different test and learn uh, initiatives that really came from the ability to find these amazing uh, partners online uh, to work with. Um, and so, um, uh, last year we we started with. Um, uh, a project called, I guess it really came about like two years ago called Decode Experiential. And it was, um, you know, really created uh, in collaboration with a space that um, specializes in 360 projection mapping. Mm-hmm. So um, taking this like online content that I was always very much focused on and pushing it um, into a more experiential space to kind of just to see it, to view it uh, in like a larger than life kind of like factor allowed Uh, you know, these artists who are used to seeing their work on, like, their, you know, Instagram, on their phones, (laughs) in this bigger, like, real-life space, and, and I think, um, I think I'm going off topic a little bit here, but it got really exciting to be able to do that, but also then create a panel series around it to discuss, you know, um, all the, the you know challenges but also forward thinking solutions uh with like experience based and time based media um while like sitting in an experiential space viewing it while we were talking about it mm-hmm. so i think that was kind of like one of the bigger series i worked on last year um and uh, uh what was the other part of your question before i completely
0: how do you merge how how in your experience have been merging time-based yes. art to the interaction, like the human interaction, yes. what, I, what I think might be useful to, to touch on is how do you see, you know, because we mentioned online spaces and uh, physical spaces, yes. and it feels like the element of the space, whether it's physical or virtual, has a strong impact in the way that people interact with yeah. time-based yeah. art. So I was quite curious to know how do you work around works that maybe is born on social media or on a platform, and then you take it into the real world, even if it's on a screen, what's the impact that has on the audience?
1: Right. Well, I mean, gosh, there's there's a few things. The way that I think about it is, you know, um, online it's it's great it's interactive it's it's pleasant um it's very snackable to see and you uh, and 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 satisfying you know like some mm-hmm. of the greatest like hashtags come out of that where you're just like oh, i'm gonna follow satisfying art all day long so that i can feel like a brain massage um while looking at my phone but i think really the most exciting thing for us was to be able to take those pieces of work and and instead of just looking at them Looking at them on your own and being like, "Oh, cool! This is like really great content." Putting it uh, in a larger-than-life space, isn't not always having to be larger-than-life. But if we're speaking about, you know, um, uh, the initial spaces I started to work with, lightbox, for instance, was 360 projection mapping. It was exciting to view it there because you could really start to view it as more um, uh, like an art piece. Like you could bring in an artist to then talk about their work in real life, this mm-hmm. digital piece of work in real life. And I think that's that's when the connection started to click, um, I think for our art audience and for myself, even though our audience was very like industry centric, but it was just a very exciting way to not just think about, oh, okay, cool. Like, um, you know, we're working with Rio and he does a lot of these really great commercial pieces or whatever, but when we like, look at his work and talk to him, Um, as the artist that he is and he explains like his process, you can really start to appreciate it more. So I think that's why it's so important to get this work and Mm time-based work off smaller screens and see excerpts, if not like full pieces and kind of like dissect them more to understand like the technique um, Mm -hmm. behind them. And, And I think that's what bringing this work outside smaller screens offline, even though we're still viewing it like on with projectors or with with screens led screens or you know t- like led panel tiles or whatever um it's still just a completely different experience and it's much <laughs> more interactive so that human interaction piece i think becomes huge because um uh you know it, it really is so incredibly immersive so you just you, for me like i'm always awestruck by by um uh, viewing this work in, in you know, uh, various, um, uh, like, very different, you know spaces. And, um, and every time we work with a new space, it presents a new, you know, canvas and a challenge to create, like, how that's going to work or um, what we're going to do to make it happen. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think it's very interesting to see how people respond to something that we're so used to browse through a tiny screen. And then yeah. when you stretch it onto a bigger surface, but still keeping that interactivity, um, you know, everything becomes bigger and immersive. So in a way, you become part of that work without even realizing that it's still... Uh, perceived through a screen only larger and into something that is more real perhaps so yeah i was um you know i was interested in this concept of having irl and url and how these two spaces communicate um if they communicate you know if we can bring the real world into the uh, into the virtual one and other way around right so right, right in terms of reproducing these worlds, you know, I think in a way, the a sense of reproducing what we see in the real world into the digital world, but that doesn't always work, right? Because some works are not meant to be uh, put online, whereas some other works are born online. Right. So I think taking them out the water in a way, you know, will make them die. Or perhaps we will give it a new life so I was curious to know uh, from you from from your experience on how do you see um, the the internet you know the the online world um, being a space that can be like a blank space like a white canvas that you can draw whatever you want in it and make it shape it um, as you want or if the online space has already too much noise, so that makes it difficult for people to navigate and to look at art the way that you perhaps do within a museum or a gallery, you know? How would you describe this pathway of looking through art online versus physical world, so IRL, URL world?
1: So, yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. So I think, um, you know, for me, I, I am very partial to online, I, I think it provides so much opportunity. And I think um, it, it can also be, like you said, uh, sometimes challenging, because, you know, um, there's, in, in our, like, average minds, and what we like to the average person, or maybe not, you know, I don't, I don't know. But for me, sometimes you can think of uh, looking at a website or a space online as like limit limiting. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you you want to kind of go out and, um, and see things in real life uh, as much as possible, but also on the other side of things, uh, being online and, and utilizing, you know, that uh, to experience is like, also an endless like rabbit hole, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, the more I work with different types of uh, artists in the space, the more my mind becomes like open and and awakens to like new ways of of creating like virtual experiences that can be um, super stimulating and exciting. Uh, However, um, because I spent so much of my career online and, and creating social media content and interviews and working with artists and things like that, I definitely lean towards the opposite in taking as much of this online work, this moving image work, new media work um, offline. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you know one of the uh, most notable projects or recent projects is for um, Decode Experiential. We did this series with uh, One Times Square, and uh, and that is the building where the New Year New Year's Eve ball drops in in Times Square, and. Um, uh, over the summer, they were uh, rebuilding uh, their LED screens. So we got this unique opportunity to work with One Time Square um, uh, to put up uh, artwork by over, like, you know, I guess around, like, what, 22 artists from around the world um, on these screens while they were being rebuilt. And, you know, our, our criteria at the time was just like, look, You know we definitely want to do that obviously this is a one a really great opportunity for a lot of the artists that we work with um but you know we we needed to make sure that it's interrupted by advertising Mm -hmm. right like we want we made that our requirement and we were able to like get them to say yes to allowing us you know to do that to make that happen and um so for uh, about like two and a half weeks we took over these screens and put up all these different you know like you know, 3d animations generative art pieces um some audio visual but without the music because you know in that space you can't really play sound um uh, uh motion graphics uh again by artists everywhere like you know from uk from america um Uh, south america you know from uh, russia like lots of different artists and it was exciting to 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 watch people realize and like see the work this work that they usually see on their instagram account in the middle of times square Mm -hmm. uh, because you're just so used to seeing advertising there and you know obviously this is more and more prevalent thing a lot of people are doing taking over screens in that area Mm -hmm. and whatnot but it's still you know one spot of like, you know, however big that like screen's loop is that still is running ads. And so it was a unique opportunity to do that and watch like people just literally stare at the sky for like mm-hmm. 20, thirty minutes looking at at this artwork. And I think, and that way we owe ourselves or we owe it, we, we, we should, like people like me who are producing these pieces um, to these artists to find that opportunity as much as possible because there's an educational layer there. It's, it's not, you know, people aren't going to time for to see art. So you're, you're getting this audience that probably isn't as aware um, mm-hmm. and, and could, you know, change their perspective or get them to discover something they might not otherwise discover. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of like you know for me it's it's about creating those more public pieces like offline that it is online but but again like the ability um to find and connect with artists um online is really great and then to interview them and talk about their work and understand their work and be able to even post it on our feed on on a regular basis is also something that i i value and and is what you know leads to all the projects that we do so mm-hmm. it's just always it starts there so I, I hope that answers your question or at least yeah yeah way. yeah absolutely I mean absolutely. Uh, it's That's all about, about it
0: yeah how about art can be fluid in a way you know and turn into um not maybe turn but be um adapt the space yeah you know in a sense mm-hmm. the physical space and the digital space to something that Fix with the work um, right. that the artist is um, happy with um, you know the curatorial let's say you you mentioned about um, collaborations and the way you uh, included so many artists from different countries and parts of the world, so I was interested how do you with studios we are connect with artists and uh, make these collaborations happening
1: yeah sure so. Gosh, a lot of different ways. Um, you know, I am constantly on Instagram and on online, but mainly Instagram. And, it, and again, it becomes this like, uh, you know, uh, playground like content <laughs> playground for me, where I am constantly searching and looking through hashtags, through other artist accounts that I like, through other, you know, cultural institutions that I like to discover. Um, Uh, new partners and artists that I would like to collaborate with, but also, you know, through our Decode Experiential series, um, we would have the artists that we would invite to speak, uh, nominate new artists for us to look into. Mm. So I think a lot of that's a good way. Yeah. Like I I really want to talk to other curators. I want to talk to other experiential, like, you know, directors and things like that and be like, who are you working with? Um, And and then also the artists, because uh, they're going to have a, You know a much better understanding in the sense that you know they know their craft they know their skill set and how they're making it so when they nominate someone i'm really going to value what they say because Mm -hmm. it means that they've really kind of noticed something special um about someone uh you know and and so then dming those people or getting like an email intro and and going from there but i think every single time i work with an artist i'm or you know um a cultural partner, like, you know, art X code or her visions or Kadaf or whatever, whoever it may be. I'm always going to be like, who are you looking at, like, who's interesting mm-hmm. to, to you right now. Um, uh, and then obviously, like when we're, you know, out and about going to, you know, art fairs or um, museums or whatever, like, definitely going to notice um, and, and use that as inspiration to um, connect uh, when it makes
0: sense. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I. You know, I was also curious about, you mentioned about the uh, advertising and the marketing part of art. So I, and from your background as well, there's a lot of art that I think is hidden behind these um, banners or uh, marketing spaces, whether it's online or offline. Um, also, I'm thinking about video games or the, the Gosh, film industry. There's a lot of work that people do behind the scenes and then it comes out as a, the outcome. It's something that um, the work that you do as an artist is included, is part of, but it doesn't really stand out um, most of the times because it becomes part of something else. So, how do you think that art can be valued and can be perhaps taken into a space of its own? Yeah. Um,
1: so that's a great question. Uh, so for a long time, I worked on a lot of branded content pieces, and um, I kind of found that gets stale after a while because I I feel like it's it, you know it's great if you can really connect and find a, a unique concept behind it um, to make it happen, but um, for me, it's. You know, every time I work on a new project and if there's brand involvement, it's more like how can we um, create a partnership where the brand is more like a modern day Medici than a like, you know, let's put our logo on our piece and, um, you know, claim it as like our own or whatever. And obviously that's like super, like, hopefully no one's doing that exactly, a very, you know, basic example. But um, I think... uh, getting this work again off off line as much as possible you know obviously we can't do that currently right now time that we're existing in but getting it Mm -hmm. offline um uh and again appreciating it and um a setting that feels you know like more lifelike it's i think again even if you see like uh, a Picasso piece on your Instagram account. It's like much more exciting to go to a museum and and see it there so Again, it's just creating these these instances where we can um, Appreciate this work and look at it up <laughs> and 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 get like uh, a more like a, a higher res like, render of it or even you know some of the artists I work with will be like, oh gosh people don't even get to actually see my work because it's, it's algorithmic and it's infinite. And you know, I only <laughs> render out like a, like a tiny piece of it. And so then they're only seeing this like one aspect of it. So like the more that we can talk to these artists and be like, how does this need to be seen? Like how mm-hmm. do you view this? Like, I think that's the secret is like asking the artist how it's meant to be shown. And then also that allows us to then look at this type of work more as artwork. Um, Mm -hmm. It allows us to like put it in the same category as like other works that are already just like trained for us to know like this is beautiful artwork that we go to a museum to see. So yeah, it's it's. I think it's just you know retraining people as much as possible and
0: mm-hmm. yeah I think it's a lot about the education that we provide and um, we we have a comment coming through I don't know if you want to read it or yeah if you can.
1: I'm, I'm looking hey thanks for sharing um okay so you're wanting to know do we have a funding model to be able to make and create it's creative projects uh, and if we can share ours so mm-hmm. I try as much as possible to work with different real estate companies and, and things like that uh, and other partners who would have a budget to make <laughs> things happen. Um, uh, a lot of the time, it's, uh, you know, spaces donating um, screen screens that they have or, um, uh, you know, um, uh, different brands that are working with a space on a regular basis, they need an activation, so there's funds there that can be put towards a project that I want to get off the ground. So it's really Mm -hmm. a case-by-case basis. Um, Mm -hmm. I I do work with a lot of the clients to come up with commissions as much as possible. Uh, For example, um, there's a space in New York that I'm working with to develop a residency-like program for, and in that case there will be like you know artist honorariums and things like that for us to be able to make this happen and so um i have no set model as of yet and but uh, you know i find that um the more planning that i do and the the more collaborations i create and the more pitching i get to do um uh we're we're slowly finding something that that works um a, a little bit better than you know before so
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah to be transparent
0: Uh, yeah yeah i think you know where all these projects is a is a working project is a a work in progress you know you start something out and then you you learn as you go and you learn from every um show you do um online or or in locations and with partnerships that you make so from my experiences that of course if there's a budget is better um but you can also find ways of um building something that is bringing forms of rewards to artists and creators yeah. and people that put, work together so i think also it's... i just
1: want to say one thing to that too like this popped in my head but a mm-hmm. lot of the, the companies that do have the budget for these types of projects aren't necessarily completely comfortable with these types of projects yet so it's kind of like again working with them to create case studies you know like you know like um, a proof of concept every single time so that they can then build you know budget build budgets for this for the year and Mm -hmm. so i think like every time i work on one of these projects i get closer to to getting a company to really like define Mm -hmm. some sort of like dollar allotment to these projects you know, on a yearly basis. So that, that has been very exciting and, and there's definitely hunger for it. And now more than ever, especially since we're going through what we're going through currently, I think it's going to force a lot of brands to realize like they need to spend more time yeah, thinking about this space and understanding it. Like th- these types of chats, it's like, I've been telling people for years, but to get someone to get on Google Hangouts with me a couple of years back to do interviews was like pulling teeth because, you know, people didn't get it yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I think more and more um, companies will be looking at um, assigning a budget to online projects and to be more inclusive of artists and creatives that work with them. Um, this is something I personally experienced over the past couple of years, and it wasn't such a thing before, or at least only institutions or big organizations could afford um, such. Um, Talent, you know, within their uh, programming. So I think it's something that we'll be seeing more and more, but it definitely takes education and uh, time for them to realise and, you know, show them that proof of concept that is actually something that people need, you know, to nurture art through the experience, um, both online and offline. So I think what we are currently doing right now, you know, sharing these thoughts with people watching live, is already sort of planting a seed and saying, "Well, this is actually very much needed, especially during these times." And you know, something I wanted to discuss with you and and have hear your opinion is, how do you think uh, art, uh, time-based art, will be? Uh, perceived during these times the current times that we're living and how do you see a future around the digital space you know what do you think people will be like after what we're living right now given that we're spending a good amount of time online
1: yeah I mean I think that's that's really powerful like, I hope that we come out of this changed we better um, as a society but I think um uh this is for us at least like you know a moment where we can really push again you know brands and uh, real estate company or whatever whoever we're working with like mm-hmm. who, who we've been targeting over the last years to kind of have like a, a wake-up call again um, and I think that um, uh, you know people I think this will be like a, a new, integration of sorts for, for digital. Um, I think like people will understand that it's more some symbiotic than they realize that it's like a natural thing that will need to just be built into everything that we do. I think we'll in turn create again, more budget and more opportunity for people to actually Mm -hmm. have the front of their mind when they're getting any sort of brand project or like art fair or whatever it is off the ground, they're going to need to understand what is this digital element like how do we present this in a very powerful way online to connect with a large audience but then how do we create more space for it to exist like IRL at the same time so that there's again more integration so it's not so separate and I think um I remember you know working with so many brand partners gosh I'm like Fashion me projects and things like this in the past and just having to sit there and guess like we're bringing in these artists to create this, These really great like weaving images and gifts of like models walking down the runway, but just sitting there having to be like We need to understand what the creative is and what you guys are doing in order for us to like create something just as impactful that That mm-hmm. is gonna be then something these artists like work on we can't be this afterthought all the time So I'm hoping that this will give, you know, all the people who've worked really hard in this space for so long, like that leg up and, and allow us not to be like, not, you know, I think digital hasn't been like necessarily an afterthought, but it will be even more of a, of a, like a thought process. <laughs> this is yeah. just as important, if not more important, because again, like why, like let's not, you know like at the end of the day, like everything has been stripped away. We're all basically on lockdown. Like we're all the same. We're all sitting at home. Mm-hmm. So it's like like let's open open, you know, like like let's remove these massive paywalls and like let's um open the floodgates so that more people can like be a part of like, you know, what we're doing. And I think digital is something that allows for that to happen. It breaks falls mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. down. So hopefully um that will be uh something that 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 is is, you know, an outcome if I'm just kind of like, you know,
0: yeah, loud. But um, I think, yeah, that the accessibility is definitely one of the point that this situation is teaching us, you know, how do we access information and culture and art? Um, And I think what we are experiencing um, during this quarantine time is that this is kind of the only way to keep us connected and communicate and share anything that you would do um you know in a in a physical space but putting it into a virtual one which doesn't diminish the value of what Mm -hmm. we communicate or the meaning of the art we show it's just acknowledging the fact that situations like the one we are experiencing now can happen And I think in human history, um, we probably haven't experienced anything as such. Maybe generations back, like our grandparents during the war, maybe have experienced something similar to this, uh, where there wasn't the internet. So there wasn't even a way of building this network um, of communication. So I think we are privileged in a way that the internet has no frontiers. And as long as you can access the Internet, you can communicate. I think, you know, we should go beyond this concept as well at some point and become more even more connected and discover new ways of communicating with each other. I think the Internet is a great start. Um, And for some, it's not even something that is um, normal, you know, it's something that um, is still far from accepted as a way of communication um despite the fact that it is one of the only way of communicating these days so i i envision a future where we will really need to rethink the way we as human interact with each other and it's not just about the politics of communication is also about how we support each other as a community because i think what is these viruses teaching us is that there's no difference. You know, there's no difference right. um, in the country you live and, you know, where you come from, who you are, uh, what kind of society level you are. Um, so I think it's the same in art. In a way, art need to be, you know, accessible. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's this way is one way of sharing it in a more accessible way. Um, but yeah, of course, a I think is an open question because I'm, I'm not sure what it's going to be like after this quarantine or where, when it's gonna end or is it gonna change it? Um, is it gonna change people or the system that we've been brought up to? Um, so I think it's quite interesting to discuss it and. Uh, to explore these dimensions. Yeah, I,
1: definitely. I, I think these are very uncertain times, and um, we have a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but extra time on our hands. We're, we're at home, and so hopefully, this is an opportunity to get extra creative and understand maybe like how um, we can exist moving forward and maybe like i don't want to say better way but different way how we can like yeah. take more advantage of of the freedom that we have when we're not all at home um but also i think it's uh you know despite how terrible it is it's also it's a time where like okay like let's slow down then um let's like reflect and and, and let's kind of really understand what our goals are and like how mm-hmm. we Go about doing them, and then encourage one another to like you're doing. Connect with the community, and and talk to each other because um, uh, creativity is always better together. Anyway, so brainstorming and and yes. everything is so incredibly important. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and and get outside of like tunnel vision, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or you know, like if you're with the same coworkers every day, groupthink starts to happen. Even so, it's just like. Uh, I've been challenging myself to uh, connect with like a new individual every day through direct message, and just saying hi, um, and, you know, things like that. I think um, uh, just, you know, to put yourself out there and, and get other perspectives mm-hmm. uh, like a good opportunity to keep your ears open. And um,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. I very much agree with you. I think this is, um, you know, the world is giving us an opportunity here um, yes. and it will be a shame not to take it. Um, I know it's challenging, it's tough on mental health and on, on everything really, you know, it put us on a lot of struggles, but I think keeping it, communicating and sharing what we're yes. doing is, is essential to keep us going and to stay creative um, in a way.
1: Definitely and even like seeing the cultural reaction to um, To what we're going through through all the like different digital media that's been coming out on a regular basis I've been having such a great time seeing those messages of, about like washing their hands and
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the toilet paper rolls jumping up and down and um, You know, it's just like how we're all kind of digesting like, mm-hmm. what's Going on and like in in, in I don't know um, where everybody else is but uh, uh, in, in the UK, we can't find eggs. Either, so I'm excited to see if somebody comes out with something around that. But it, it is, you know, also uh, interesting to see like, uh, the, the art that comes out of it, or like, mm-hmm. during the process, um, how, you know, how people again, are, are, um, sitting with it and being like oh my gosh like a, one artist created a bunch of virus models that you can download. yes i was going <laughs> like, to mention that
0: i've seen um i'm, I'm sure you you might have seen it as well there is an artist i think it's called webb and he's made this uh neon light um uh, image of um of the virus so he's give it a face and a shape and colors and then we went around in London oh, exciting. Um, in empty um, Piccadilly Circus and show oh, it yeah. to people. Um, and we had these dancing bars in empty squares. And then this piece was auctioned um, and uh, the amount was donated to, I think, to hospitals or, um, you know, to people that were in need of uh, yeah. during this, this medical, you know, crisis. Right. Yeah. Um, so I found it particularly moving, because, um, you know, it's something that normally you would have, optionalies or artists, donating. But when things like this, you know, bring all of us together, um, we're fighting something that we don't see, we don't know. We don't know how it's going to change. And still, in a way, we make beauty out of it. And we try and share it and uh, and support each other. So I found that, you know, a very moving, artistic exercise in a way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, more of that, please. I think uh, it's exciting to see how people are are just like adapting and and um, quickly kind of coming up with you know creative ways to give back uh, to you, like you know their their fan base um, to get like pertinent messages out. <laughs> um, uh, and you know, right now we definitely. Do that because people are really struggling. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, just the reminder every day that, like, actually stay home. <laughs> like, yeah. Actually, like, actually, you know, we're being called to sit on the couch. We're not being called to go to war. Like, this is okay. Like, we can do this. And, um, you know, like, I think it helps to to show. To, uh, it helps at least uh, to push the seriousness of
0: the situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think absolutely yeah and i unfortunately i still see fast with many people outside but i'm hoping that you know everyone is going to take it a bit more seriously and be yeah. responsible for one another
1: absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. yeah
0: um
1: yeah so um uh, does anyone hey everyone who's on here um do you guys have any <laughs> hey do you have any um questions uh
0: I was going to invite anyone watching, if you guys want to share any question with us, we're happy to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, you know, I I really enjoyed talking to you. And I think, you know, what we said about collaborations and the IRL URL was so fascinating because to me, um, when I think about digital space, I always think that you know, I wouldn't know how to define that. So every day when I do these talks, I'm curious to, to hear from people what they think of the Internet as a space yeah. where you exhibit, you see art, you digest art, you consume art. You know, so I really like seeing different people having different um you know impression about a space that it could in our head be different um, to all of us because the way we see it is different you know that's our own way of seeing something that is not a physical thing so you don't yeah you don't come across the internet you know right <laughs> so you can shape it um, and you can define it as you want Um, But in a way, there are limitations that come with it. So I think it's interesting to have that as a restriction, but at the same time, the freedom of um, pushing that limit to the edge and experimenting as much as possible. Um, So, And and with the fact that technologies are developing so fast, that is also like, how far is it going to go? So, yeah, now's the time. Now's the time to really sit back and push. Eleonora answer. says she has a question, oh, okay. so we're waiting for the question. Oh,
1: will answer your question. <laughs> to
0: arrive. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the, the the space, you know, the thinking of physical space and how we are adapting to something that is more digitalized. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of museums and galleries taking a lot of their collection online although in some cases I think a lot of museums have been rushing to do so so you know it's not always a successful experiment but I do appreciate totally that so many people have responded you know with speed to the situation do you wanna do you wanna get through these questions yeah let's see okay um so in fifteen minutes, SuperRare will launch the opening of Fitz Gallery in these get out while you stay uh in virtual art experience on CryptoVoxel. Uh Koldy is releasing the link in a while for us to join the opening. Okay. What's your take on this? So I don't know, do you know much about uh SuperRare, crypto voxels and that I wouldn't that is not my expertise. No, I would have to look at it a little bit more. Okay, um, sure. Yeah, super Red is, a, is a platform where you can um, browse and purchase uh, digital art uh, <laughs> through crypto. Um, and then crypto Vault okay, okay, is right, okay. is a gallery that is built like a bit like Minecraft um, that right, you can okay. create your own space. That uh, is very minimal. I'm releasing a link
1: to join the opening. Okay, got it. Uh,
0: it's very minimal, um, and then you can you can build your own gallery within okay. that space. So you can buy this virtual land. Oh yes, um, yes, yes. Okay,
1: got it, got it.
0: Yeah. So that's what it is. And Colde is one of the artists <laughs> yeah, nice that has been involved. Yes, it's a
1: personal experience. Um, no, yeah, I think that's so exciting. Um, uh, with without trying to sound.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Okay. That was me. Uh, Turn the camera. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I want to look into that um and and check it out because I, I think that could be fun um especially right now because it's can't yeah, yeah, yeah. It so um uh sorry for the the lack of um knowledge there but yeah I think um it's that's exciting to me I, I think uh gaming experiences uh to connect and and sell uh artwork I think that's that's great why not
0: mm-hmm. well I I hope Leonora is gonna be able to share the link with us and yeah, maybe yeah, we can go and me check me. it okay. out I'll, and, I'll,
1: and I will um I'll dm you back and tell you about my experience
0: <laughs> sure <laughs> You're yeah. teaching
1: me something
0: um all right cool well, thank you. It's been it's been great talking to you. I'm now curious to to go and see what these um, is going to look like. But yes, um, I think what we've discussed is very relevant, and um, I hope we'll get to see more and more digital art into the outdoor. <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: Hopefully, very soon. Hopefully, we can continue to do that. But. Um, uh, I yeah I I can't wait to see uh, who else you guys talk to and um, I have a few online projects coming up and I'll definitely keep you guys posted actually
0: something that you uh put me in mind now is that I would ask you if you can suggest one artist or a creative within the art space that we should invite to have a chat with us so maybe have a thing and uh, I'll be happy to, to start on this thing
1: I will, I'll send you some names. There's a few that come to mind. All right,
0: cool. Good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining. All right. Us. Thank Stay you so good. much. Bye. Take care, everyone.